HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. Today's program is brought to you by Regional Access. Regional Access is a regional distributor committed to creating sustainable economies throughout the Northeast. For more information, visit regionalaccess.net. You're listening to Heritage Radio Network, broadcasting live from Bushwick, Brooklyn. If you like this program, visit heritageradionetwork.org for thousands more. So you don't shun the devil with your rock and roll load. Knows that country music's gonna save your soul. The devil the rhythm and blues that sound. It's gonna get you some in the end. Welcome back to the Speakeasy. I'm your host, David Bolte. In the studio today, I have a good buddy of mine, Rob Kruger of Extra Fancy here in Brooklyn, New York. I have to say, and I've said this a bunch of times uh, on the show and out in public and probably on someone's blog post that I hacked into, uh, it is one of my favorite places in the world, and I'm so happy that you guys opened the place. It's one of the most fun bars that I've ever been to. Thank you very much. It's very uh, pleasurable to be here this <laughs> afternoon. Yeah. Um, so you've, you've been working at Employees Only for how long? Like nearly nine years, like so December two thousand four. Yeah, my whole adult life. Basically. <laughs> yeah. So, but you still keep a shift at employees only after you've opened up extra fancy. Well, yeah, I've worked Tuesdays there since since the beginning since two thousand five, probably. And yeah, they they let me hold on to Tuesday nights. That's awesome. I try to deliver. That's so cool. I mean, it's it's great to uh, be. To have your fingers on a lot of pies, as it were. <laughs> well, that was the advice I always heard, especially from Henry over there, Henry Lafargue, is always keep two gigs. And he kept L'Orange Blue for a couple of years after employees only opened up. Awesome. That not a lot of people knew about, but you got to always <laughs> kind of have your other thing going on. Yeah. yeah. So tell me about um, your experience uh, from exactly that, like from working at employees only to... Uh, opening up this awesome place in Brooklyn and how the the process happened with that. Well, I'd opened up Macau Trading Company as a bar manager with the employees only team and met Mark Rancourt there, who had been at Boston and he was at Pravda. And he and I worked Wednesdays together at Macau and with his former boss from Boston, David Brilliant, they'd been talking about doing a project together. And Mark and I kind of talked about things on Wednesdays a lot about what was happening. And he was like, you know, invited me to be his partner at Extra Fancy. And I was like, great. And that was, I don't know, three years ago, because even after we got the space, it took quite a while to get it open. But uh, 
yeah, that's kind of how it came about. And the dreams are being realized. The Yeah. I remember we were, like, my band was actually, there was a place next door to Extra Fancy called The Shop, and it was like a motorcycle garage with a little dive bar in the front. And we would, uh, we were hanging out there, our buddy Dan Lyle, who's actually been on the show, um, talking about The Shop. It's moving out here to Bushwick. And uh, I remember our my band Brothers was shooting a music video there one day, and you guys were working on the place. This was like a couple of, couple of summers ago. And uh, I remember... Uh, some some EO and Macau people like came across and they're like, "What the fuck are you guys doing, man?" I'm like, wait, what are you doing? It's like we're opening a bar right here. <laughs> yeah, that was like our opening week, I think. Yeah, yeah, we were like really getting ready. It's awesome. Yeah, because I think Jason came by and had food that day. Yeah, yeah that was cool. That video looks great, by the way. Oh, thank yeah. you. I was not trying to plug that at all. <laughs> no, it's cool. Um, so one of the things, okay, anyway, I'll just start out with this. I okay, extra fancy. One of my favorite bars in Brooklyn and in New York City and just around. I one of the things I like most about it is that it's just it's super super fun and it's like just kind of like l- relentlessly fun, you know. And that the food is amazing. First of all, the staff is amazing. The drinks are great, you know. But it, there's another thing, another aspect to it. There, there are three walls with windows, you know, which is totally different from like a place like. Uh, Employees only, or Macau, or any of the more like cocktail bars that we can, you know, that we typically think of in New York City. You know, it's like it's a little bit more open and airy, and just it's the design there uh, that Mark gets the credit for um, is so that it can be airy in the summer, but still cozy in the winter time, um, and that's that's it but but you're absolutely right like we walk by you can see what's going on in there and hopefully you're seeing people having a good time and you're saying and you're you got to say i want to be in there which is completely opposite of entering through the dark curtain and being in this hibernating space or i don't know what it is at uh like a this is all behind the scenes this is hidden from view speakeasy concept that uh that obviously has been so successful at places like eo or pdt yeah i mean like well, I mean, I feel like the like all those bars are great. They're they're all fantastic bars, and all these people like I've they've pretty much all been on this show. <laughs> they've been sitting where you're sitting right now, and we've we've definitely talked about this at length. Um, about that lady just chipped her nail on herself when she dropped it. <laughs> Sorry, we're watching people in the dining room of Roberta's right now, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's kind of distracting sometimes. But it's awesome. Uh, but the uh, the cool thing about those bars is that you know it is cool, it is exclusive, and it kind of like takes you back to a different kind of like time, and and you do feel like you're part of this like almost like secret society kind of thing, and like you're learning about some like hidden treasures. But then I also like going to like the barbecue joint and like the honky tonk, and then like the like the beer garden, you know, like it's, and I feel like like extra fancy has elements of all of that. Well, well, the the beer garden and the pub and those kinds of honky tonk are public places yeah. where it's you go to be seen and be out and engage with your friends and neighbors and everything. The thing about the speakeasy is even or the neo speakeasy is that even though prohibition has ended decades ago, when you enter there, you're still you're you're giving yourself into the illusion that it's still, you're still doing something illicit. It's kind of dangerous. Yeah. yeah, and even though I mean, hopefully nobody's doing anything that's actually illegal there. Um, <laughs> You, you've got that license 
to be you're you can free yourself up of that because you're you're already transgressing this theoretical boundary between licit and illicit. And you're right, there's a big difference between that and, and a bar that is a a pub where anybody walks in and you just see what kind of what's happening today. Yeah. So I mean, like, like another thing about like the the fun element of extra fancy might. I mean, you, relentlessly you, fun. I think relentlessly you said, fun. yeah, which I think is the, <laughs> the perfect tagline. Putting that on the t-shirts. That's awesome. Really, dude? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you got to quote. You got to quote me. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> it's our, our blurb on the back of the shirts. <laughs> awesome. I get a byline. Um, <laughs> so, uh, so, but I, I feel like a lot of it, like, especially with guys like uh, Steve Schneider. You know, everyone knows Steve. He's been on the show a few times too. Uh, you know, like. I feel like you guys have like you've gone through like bartender boot camp um, at at EO, and so I feel like this is kind of like, all right, fuck it, let's go. <laughs> well, I mean, like, it's true. Like you definitely pay your dues, and the service bar. I mean, coming coming up from the bottom at a, a place like there, or you know, any place that you're going to start as a bar back and commit and like be two years or so or more to get to the real bartending shifts and so on. Yeah, I mean that's that's paying your dues. That's like woodshedding, mm-hmm. and working the service bar at employees only was grueling. You know, at six o'clock the tickets just start coming, and at eleven thirty you get the first ticket that says Jack and Coke. Before that, it was all cocktails the whole time. And you get that <laughs> Jack and Coke gin and tonic ticket, and you're just like, ah, oh, they're just drinking <laughs> highballs now. For the next hour, I'm good. You know, you can t- finally breathe. So, I mean, there is a little bit of yeah, we're we've done that. People think it's cool. Every restaurant in the world has a cocktail list now. Everybody, so much talent has been trained up through programs like that, and it's spreading out or metastasizing, however you want to see it. And, uh, yeah, cocktails are a known thing now. It's not going to be the first time that you ever taste a Manhattan again. You're going to say, how do they do this or how do they do that? Mm -hmm. But that eye-opening moment or the first time you sit down at a bar that Dushan is bartending at or the first time you go to Milk and Honey, everybody's... Most people have had that experience, at least in New York, at least amongst our scene. So, yeah, you go, what else do we do to have fun? And you know how bartenders go out? They drink a beer. You know, when you get off work. Somebody asked me last night at the bar, what do you, you, what do you drink when you get off work? I was like, usually a beer. And they were like, they wanted me to say, I make myself a Ramos Gin Fizz or something like that <laughs> with my like 15 minutes when I get, I get off work. It's like, no, I've been waiting to go to the bathroom. And I go to the bathroom. <laughs> And then I, you know, we do paperwork. We have a beer. We talk about funny things that happened the night, you know, during the night or last week or whatever. The shit, Eric Job said. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. Basically, <laughs> did you hear what Eric said? Um, that's awesome. I mean, like, I, I feel like there's. I mean, well, that's I, going back to what you were just saying about the the, the post shift drink. It's like, I think it's the most people I've ever seen in one place doing shots of frenet ever. Oh, where <laughs> at extra fancy? At extra fancy, <laughs> but but and also, shots of, shots of rosé have caught on. Shots of rosé, shots of rosé, just yeah. sh- just rosé wine, just yeah, not like rosé like, like Coke America. No, no rosé wine. <laughs> that's what we had in at the the instant fancy pop up in Portland too. Was rosé? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Jim Kearns, uh, one of my old bartenders, he said uh, I play now in the Museum of Sex. He was on about two months ago. His thing is. Uh, uh, a rocks glass full of uh, white wine, but you have to shoot the whole thing, and he calls it a silencer. A silencer. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty good one. So, so okay, yeah. I mean, like those are some more like uh, those 
bartender's choice, like the actual choice of a bartender, like for themselves drinks. You know, it's like, all right, here's here's what's going to make me happy right now. I don't yeah. want to sit around and shake a Greenwich Gin Fizz for 12 minutes. It's like there's this much Sancerre left. And you're just <laughs> like, okay, I'm just going to have that. Just gonna, yeah. yeah. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, feel, I feel like you should have like a whole menu, an extra fancy, of just like bartender's choice. Like, here's the, uh, like, here's a, here's an. Knockoff uh, drinks. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like ale singery. It's like, really? It's a. It's an ale with a little bit of sugar and some nutmeg. I'm just going to slam that right now. <laughs> oh, shooter's menu? Yeah, we talked about those kinds of things. It's always hard to find enough room on the paper to fit in everything that you want to do on the menus. But uh, that's fun trying. You can even try the edge, yeah. man. And try the edge of the paper, man. Yeah. Edge of the page. And fit some crazy stuff Squeeze on that on one. Um, but, okay, so before we go to the break, there's a... Uh, I want to get started on this conversation. Um, you guys do, uh, you really do highlight um, the concept of guest bartenders. You do a thing called Mixed Company. Yeah, Mixed Company tonight. Matt Bellinger is going to be there up from Donna Bar, our neighbors. Um, it started as a way to warm up the middle of the week for us. I mean, uh, it's been great. We just make it a little more of a party, put a DJ on, have fun, get a sponsor to... Uh, support the product in one way or the other so that people can, everybody can try all the cocktails because they're at a price that everybody can afford and, uh, and just try to have fun and let people be in the bar and be themselves, like express yourself the way that you do when you get to make whatever you want. And that's kind of what the mixed company concept is. I mean, that's the extra fancy concept too, is be yourself and, you know, just, you know, have fun. But, but that's, what the guests I think get out of it is they're like, I want to be in that bar and do my, you know, and do this thing and have fun. And we've had just great times with the people who are in it. Chris Lauder, Brett McDonald, Southern Teague did an awesome job. Like, it, you know, as you'd expect, but uh, it's, it's a lot of fun and it just, you know, hopefully they bring in some people who haven't seen the place before. And a lot of times they're our friends. They've been guests at the bar and a lot of times that they just get to feel the other side of it and sit in the cockpit and do the thing. So yeah, we love it. Yeah, man. Right, well, we're going to take a quick break, but when I get, when we get back, um, I want to talk about more, a little bit more about the concept of, uh, the guest bartender and how it's really evolved over the past few years. Cause I think it's a really interesting phenomenon. That's really exposed a lot of not only, uh, guests, but a lot of bartenders to new techniques, cocktails, different styles and different, uh, just, just different vibes in general. Let's do it. All right. So when we get back, we'll continue talking with Rob Kruger of Extra Fancy. Back in a moment. You are listening to Leaving by Dead Stars on the Heritage Radio Network.org. Stay tuned for more from the Speakeasy.
Today's program is brought to you by Regional Access. Regional Access is a regional distributor committed to creating sustainable economies throughout the Northeast. This community-oriented company was built on a vision of providing ecologically responsible and ethically produced food to area consumers. During a typical week at the Regional Access warehouse, they help move thousands of pounds of natural and grass-fed meat, gallons of farm-fresh dairy, and tons of organic and specialty foods from producer to market. Having been in the distribution business for almost 25 years, Regional Access's experience and knowledge make them uniquely equipped to build out their region's food web. Up in the Finger Lakes, Regional Access will continue to champion the region's bounty and work toward a sustainable food system for the entire Northeast. For more information, visit regionalaccess.net. And we are back. You're listening to The Speakeasy. And in the studio today, we have my good buddy Rob Kruger of Extra Fancy here in Brooklyn, New York. And why am I talking that way? I don't know. <laughs> um, trying to blend in. <laughs> it's with the radio voice. Um, so we were talking about, uh, right before the break, we were talking about the kind of like the newer concept of of guest bartending. And, I mean, like any other like modern bartending I wouldn't say necessarily trend, but just kind of like every direction that we move in. It's closely following what's happening, what has happened over the past couple of decades with food and with cooking. And we definitely have the the restaurant side of our industry to thank for ushering in uh, what we do as bartenders, creating drinks and creating awareness for different spirits. The and culinary yeah. aspect. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Um so I know there were there's a lot of like staging with like chefs in different kitchens, you know, and like kind of like like apprenticing and learning from other chefs and other kitchens. Well, that's what what's been going on for the last I would say like it really probably started about five, six years ago. I mean like Yeah, I'm trying to think the first time the first time I heard of guest bartending was when they did Fatty Johnson mm-hmm. in the what was the Cabrito space and is now the Fatty Q space. And they called in people to do a guest. I don't remember how often it was, but that was it was kind of a revelation to me. And then I've you know traveling and being able to pick up shifts is terrific. Like yeah. you just go put post on Facebook. I'm going to be in Manitoba. Are there any bars that I can right. bartend at? And people are like, Yeah, come and do Monday night with me. Like it's I mean it's amazing how how well I think it's facilitated by the social network thing because you can sure, keep your buddies sure. across it's not like you have to write them a letter and say i'm i'm arriving in three months find work for me it's not like that it's just like can i sit in your bar and take some of your tips from you and, <laughs> and hopefully bring some business in your door and like and we have fun together yeah i mean i, I don't think it's necessarily you know just uh <laughs> completely taking their tips from them but like i mean to me like every time i've done a guest bartending shift and every like time that i've worked with another guest bartender it's always cool that you always learn something you know, yeah. like you bring, first of all, you mix each other's crowds, which pun intended, mixed company. Yeah. Um, you know, like that's what, the thing. What yeah. you guys have on Wednesdays there. Um, but to me, it's like it's the same way that like, I mean, it could be anything really. Like if I, if I were like into paintball and, you know, like I went to California and like hung out with some other paintballers, I'd learn some sort of technique, I'm sure. I'd right. pick up something, you know, but... But it's really easy to do guest bartending because it's a minimal commitment. It's one night or it's a few hours. It's not like a guest architect on the <laughs> on some project where they're coming in and they're like, okay, you do these windows. You're like uh, the the project time is 
months for that. But bartending is like theater. It's like every night you're producing what you're putting on that night. So somebody can come in and be Hamlet for the night and then, sure. and then go home and everybody's still buddies. Totally. Yeah. The commitment's low, I guess. But, but the upside but the, is really the high. Yeah. Really high. Yeah. yeah. I, th- I think it's one of the coolest things, you know, especially like with, with things like the uh, Tiki Mondays with Brian Miller, that's uh, been at mother's ruin for the last little while. And it, before it was at Lonnie Kai and gold bar, which unfortunately it's going to be ending at the, uh, end of the year. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, I know that, that basic Jason Merman's bar, like he'll do like his bartending nights. It's just like one of the coolest things. And it really shows, uh, there's a lot of maturity, I think in like, in a, in like you would take a decade ago and it was so competitive, you know, there was no way in hell that you would ever do a guest bartending shift or have anyone come into your bar and do a guest bartending shift 10 years ago. Yeah. I don't think so. Uh, though my experience is slightly shorter than that, but, but even to let somebody else behind your bar yeah. was questionable. You know, I remember thinking that when we had like cocktail competitions hosted at employees only that I was like, okay, you guys, let me show you how it works back here. <laughs> but now, I mean, it's, it's, it's a, a great experience to go behind someone else's bar and go, oh, they did that. And you're always trying to design your next bar. Dude, of course, absolutely. Because, yeah. You're like, oh, that's great. They've got that thing. It's like, oh man, they, like they put that, 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 uh, that glass chiller there and they put that ice bin there. It's like, man, that was brilliant. How did, oh, Wow. <laughs> It's it's really nerdy, but some no, people worked it great. out. But like, I'm always jealous of those circulating rinsers at pouring ribbons. Like, like yeah, you guys yeah. are so good. <laughs> That's <laughs> <amazing>. so good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and, and what's really cool about that too? Not even just like guest bartending at places, uh, but just like you said, like going to someone's like new bar that they open and just like stepping behind the bar, just looking, mm-hmm. taking like your mental snapshots, like. Of uh, basically your, your spy photos, yeah, <laughs> of like yeah, yeah. how they put their bar together. And it's like wow, mind blown. But I think that's like you know just just with that alone, that's cool. But the uh, I don't know sharing it's, technique, it's, sharing it's, approach. It's not, and like, it's yeah. not. Yeah, it's not like limited to just like the the technical side and the actual like recipe side and formulaic side you know, i think like one of the coolest things that i get from like working with other bartenders is like like ob- observing their style like the way that their customer service mm-hmm. you know there are certain things that people do that that i've learned from like i learned some really cool things like the way that like it'll be something simple like the way you put down a coaster or a bevnap or like the way that you garnish a drink or the way that you even like ask someone you know how like you want how, another yeah, yeah like yeah i mean like yeah. one of my favorite like bartenders keith ward at abilene uh down in carroll gardens where i live like right across the street basically from my bar primates um he always like he's always super jovial but he'll like he'll throw down a coaster and he's like hey so what am i putting on that empty coaster you know and like that's one of his like lines you know and just like like doug quinn you know uh formerly of like pg clark's he's got his new spot um i've heard it's awesome i haven't been up to it yet but um you know these like 
you learn, you pick up these tricks from different bartenders and uh, just on the customer service side, and it's really like builds up the experience, not only for your customers, but for us as bartenders as well, you know? Well, yeah. And in a way, if you've got somebody who's grown up or, you know, is working at a place for a long time, you don't get that experience of working alongside them unless you do something like this. It's like, we all know the people that we work alongside of. I mean, I've worked with the same guys for eight, seven, eight, five, four, three, two, one years, you know, all the time. And, uh, you, you get to know and how to pick up what the other guy's doing and all that kind of stuff. But when you work with another professional who's got another system, then you get to see those things like clearly. And it usually feels just right. Like, you know, if somebody has been in a bar, they've been in a bar and they know what to do and you know what they're doing. And yeah, it's, it's great. It's great fun. Yeah, we can only get a union and health insurance and all that kind of things. And, you know, yeah. and if we only didn't have to pay taxes on giving each other tips, That's that true. would be the thing. You should just pass around a token well, instead because you're, every time you t- give that 20, Uncle Sam's taking a quarter of it. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I mean, we kind of we kind of have a token system going with those, those Fernet coins, you know. Yeah, but do <laughs> you have to actually have to change? Do you have to have to turn it in? No. Yeah, I don't. It doesn't make sense to me. How does it work? I've Basically, had, the house is supposed to give away Fernet all the time. Apparently, that's <laughs> that's the idea. Yeah, I've got I've got some tips. I'll I'll, I'll share them with you after the <laughs> I show. I never accepted one. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, kudos it. to that. But <laughs> but I've never I've never accepted a Fernet coin, so I don't ever have to be in that position. Oh. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, no, I mean I don't have one, so I can't play. No, that's okay. Yeah. It, well, like I said before, I've still seen <laughs> your part of the most for shots of Fernand done at once. So yeah, sorry about that. You're you're welcome, Bronca family. <laughs> so we got a few minutes left, but um, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about um, what I mean, like you guys. Just recently, this summer, you opened up that that yard. We've had a couple of events on the side yard yeah. there. Um, but that will be a process going through the government of getting it all approved. Um, it's it's always tricky. I mean, I think that people's places are taking longer and longer to open up now. Though the mayor's office, or you know, there are some business acceleration things that they're trying to do. Uh, because it's obviously in everybody's benefit to get places open. You yeah. start employing people. You start paying taxes. You do these things. I mean, that's why you have a business. Um, so we're in the process of trying to open up the outside. We did a couple events out there, which were a blast. But we, in terms of getting it officially official and open all the time, it's going to be not till next spring. So, so what are you looking pl- forward to it. Yeah. yeah. So what are your plans with that? Is like, you, I mean, going back to uh, earlier in the show about the. Uh, work in the service bar at EO, you know, like there's, well, there's gotta be some additional element of service. We have, you know, the plans are drawn to put a bar out there potentially. Yeah. It's whether it's what phase it goes in, but yeah, there's definitely gonna have to be some additional cooking and some additional, um, bar out there. I mean, similar to this space, Roberta's it's very large and you just, you can't get it all served from one space. Right. You know, you're talking about hot toddies all like getting, (laughs) getting there warm is tricky when you're talking about something that big. So yeah, It'll be a lot of fun. We're looking forward to, to doing it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure you are. I mean, like, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing it. And, you know, one, one of the things I like, I, I keep gushing on your bar. I mean, like, it's... Thank uh, you so much. It's 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 so cool. Um, there's, there's 
a lot of little details that are done with it that I, I'm just really impressed by. I won't go into too many of them. I will say that there was one night I walked in and all of a sudden there was a disco ball and all the lights were off except for one spotlight on a disco ball and everyone was just going crazy. And then like 4th of July, like you changed all the light bulbs and they're all red, white, and blue and everyone knows that I just love America. So that like really, that really uh, hit home with me, man. And then like also uh, the the bar is actually at the very front part of it most of it really uh it's a round bar so it's and like i i love round bars you know it's supposed to can, hug you when you come yeah. in the room i mean it's kind of the opposite of a hug but it's supposed <laughs> to be when you come in you're immediately part of it and i think that that's the way people feel about it especially if the person i mean we all try to be catching everybody as they walk in the door and just being like hi welcome and that's what it's supposed to do is embrace the room in that way and i i think it really works i think yeah. You know, we like it. It's been working so far, man. And I, uh, I gotta say, I, I just, again, congratulations. It's a really awesome spot. Where can they find information about extra fancy? Extra fancy com. We got a little Facebook going on up there, but, uh, yeah, come to extra fancy metropolitan Roebling 302 metropolitan Brooklyn, New York, USA. And I'm going to be guest bartending one of your uh, I think right companies. after the new year right we'll have year. you over a mixed company I think my menu's gonna be all blue drinks that's good we do that okay yeah. sweet alright <laughs> Rob thanks so much thanks, for coming David. on the show this today awesome. it's been great uh, come back anytime you'd like and uh, we'll uh, we'll definitely be seeing each other sooner than then I'm sure I think we're going to the bar now I think so okay. alright that's it for the speakeasy this week tune in next week for more uh, really nerdy awesome bartending talking <laughs> that's it cheers Thanks for listening to this program on HeritageRadioNetwork.org. You can find all of our archived programs on our website or as podcasts in the iTunes store by searching Heritage Radio Network. You can like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Heritage underscore Radio. You can email us questions at any time at info at HeritageRadioNetwork.org. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization. To donate and become a member, visit our website today. Thanks for listening.